Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. Uh, today we have a very exciting special episode for you. We're doing our Premier League table predictions for the 22-23 season. Um, I mean, this has been my favorite segment, uh, my favorite preseason prediction forever, really. Uh, I've been doing it for years and I'm excited to do it on the pod this time. It's kind of been the thing I've been looking forward to the most as well. Um, we're headed off to... The Arsenal bar, or to Dylan's in the back bay in Boston later today uh, to watch the Arsenal game against Crystal Palace with uh, the Arsenal supporters group. I know we're excited for that. We're going to meet some friends there. I think we're going to have a good little group for it. So, um, yeah, I think today's going to be a great day for some footy. So, without further ado, let's get into these table predictions. We're back on the chess clock, but we've added five extra minutes each for 20 total minutes of talking. About a minute per team. We're going to start with 20th and work our way on up to first. Josh, why don't you go ahead with your 20th place prediction now? Uh, so I'm going to go Bournemouth in 20th. Um, they look like the weakest team in the league. No disrespect to them. They do have some good players. Um, defensively, they look just not uh, up to the standard of the Premier League. I do like their left back, Jordan Zamora. Uh, he's from Zimbabwe. Um, only like 22 years old, I want to say. Um, I think their favorite player, their favorite, my favorite player is Philip Billing. Uh, I think he's going to be a key player in trying to keep them up. And then their other key is just uh, how well Dominic Solanke can do. He, he's got he's to be able to put the ball in the net, and he's done it in the championship, but he really hasn't done it in the Prem in three, four years that he's played in the Prem. So I'll be interested to see that. They did just sign Marcus Tavernier. Uh, that could be helpful for them, but right now I don't see them staying up. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, I've put full in 20th. Um, I... Another another franchise who, again, I, I can't really see them staying up. Uh, I'm not overly convinced by them from their last stint in the Prem. I know they went crazy in the championship last year, but um, they're similar to Norwich in the way that they seem to be trading spots back and forth, back and forth, and, and winning the championship, playing really well. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not convinced they won't be more of the same from Fulham, so that's why I have them 20th. Sounds harsh to me. Uh, I'm going to go 19th Brentford. Um, I think this just has second season syndrome written all over it. They definitely overperformed last year. I think a lot of it was just an adrenaline boost of their first, their first time in the Prem in, or in the first division in, what, 75 years. Um, I respect the club a lot. I really like them. I hope they stay up. But I, I just don't see much quality uh, compared to the rest of the teams, I think. Uh, defensively, they're going to be decent. Ben Mee was a big signing, but I'm not sure um, how his Burnley style of play will translate to Brentford. Um, I think Christian Norgard uh, in the middle is might be their key, the, the link from defense to attack. Um, they could be in trouble if Ivan Toney doesn't match his goal tally. Uh, and my prediction is they'll have a historically bad start and then push at the end, but it won't be enough. So 19th, I've also put Brentford. Um, Brentford is a team that I don't, uh, I, like you said, I, it has shades of Sheffield United written all over it. Um, so that's kind of why I, I have them there. Uh, I'm not, I'm, again, like you said, tremendous respect for the club, but, but like I, I put in the flops prediction that I predicted Ivan Tony would be a flop. So like you said, without his goals, they're going to be in some serious trouble. So um, we'll see what they're capable of, what they can pull together. But uh, the fact that they didn't keep Christian Eriksen and the fact that, f- at least for me, Ivan Tony's looking to have an off year means that this, this is 
another one of those teams that's that's going to be two and out. Eighteenth, uh, I have Southampton. Um, they, I mean, they always seem to have enough to stay up, uh, but this just this team just does not have much quality. Doesn't have much depth. It doesn't have the the youth, the academy players that they used to have. I mean, their defenders are good, but they're pretty raw. Uh, Salazu and Livermento are very young, very talented defenders. Uh, and then there's um, Kyle Walker-Peters and I think Bednarek on the other side. And it, there's not that much leadership, much experience in that back line. Um, I think Ward Prowse is bound to drop. I said this in the uh, flop predictions. I, I think his free kick numbers aren't sustainable, even if he's the best in the world at it. Um, he's pretty average in open play. And then going forward, there isn't much. There's Aribo, Che Adams, Redmond, Elianusi. I don't know if that's going to do the trick. So 18th. Yeah, I also have uh, Southampton 18th, a team that I don't really want to see relegated. But uh, like you said, a team that has scraped by in the last few years was really unconvincing uh, towards the end of this previous campaign. And... Um, leaves a lot to be desired in pretty much every area of the pitch. Um, James Ward-Prowse, like you said, free kick expert, but not capable of a lot of other things. Um, yeah, I see him moving clubs next summer from a relegated Southampton. Uh, 17th, I have Leeds United beating Southampton maybe on the last day. Uh, I think... I mean, I mean, it's a rele- relegation-quality team. Their, their squad is not... Probably not... Uh, deserving of staying in the Prem. I think they got worse from last year, um, but I think they'll have enough again. Uh, they're shambolic defensively, um, they, but they, they sold their two best players in Rafinha and Calvin Phillips. Um, they've spent a lot of money on some average and raw players, but I think Tyler Adams is going to be a key to that, and I just think they're going to have a little bit more uh, than Southampton does. Um, We'll see what Patrick Bamford can do. We'll see if Jack Harrison can replicate what he did last year. Um, we'll see if Joe Gellhart and Sam Greenwood can, can break out into the team. Um, I think it might be just enough, but they're definitely going to be in the mix. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, 17th, I have Bournemouth. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you have them last, I have them close to the bottom of the table. Um, but just simply for the fact that I'm – not convinced by Fulham as an organization, uh, and then down on the 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 Lux of Southampton and Brentford, I have all three of them behind them. But I'm not really so up on Bournemouth as a team. You are correct; it is exciting that they just signed Marcus Tavernier, um, and I think it's possible that they may execute more business before the transfer windows up, which could help them. Uh, they certainly have looked willing to do that, um, but we've just got to see what they can get done and. I do. I I've got them close. I do have them surviving, but I think it will be a dangerous year for Bournemouth, and they certainly could go down. Shocking opinion. Sixteenth, uh, I have what you'll think is a shocking opinion. I uh, Fulham. Um, I mean, every every time they come up, they they seem like they're going to do well, and they always let me down. They they usually have a team that's a squad that's built for the prime. It's good enough to stay up, and they never do. Um, but they have an experienced manager now. Um, I think last time it was pretty unfair. I mean, it was pretty un- unjust for them when they went down because they played well. They, they drew a lot of games. They weren't winning enough. Um, and I think it might be similar this time, but it'll just be better quality because, I mean, they have Mitrovic, who broke the, 
the championship record by like 13 goals last season. Um, Harry Wilson, probably their best player. Uh, those are, I mean, I think Mitrovic is a lot better than he was last time. Harry Wilson is, is a huge addition for them. They just signed Manor Solomon. Um, I really like him from uh, Kiev. Uh, no, from Shakhtar. Um, they also signed Polina, Leno, Mbabu, and Andres Pereira. I think there's quality there. And again, Marcus Silva has the experience. I think their one weakness is Tim Ream. And uh, I think that could be the weakness that does relegate them, but I think they should be good enough to stay up. Oof. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know about that. Fulham, man, Fulham. <laughs> Fulham aren't that good, you know? Like, uh, all right, whatever. Um, I believe. Dude. It's like you learned nothing from being an Arsenal fan in the last 10 years. You're just going to set yourself up for more pain. Uh, regardless, 16th I have Everton, um, a club that staying in some financial troubles here. Uh, they do have exciting young attackers in Demar Gray and Anthony Gordon, but financially they're in significant amount of trouble. Uh, other than James Tarkovsky, I haven't seen them make really many or any moves to bolster that pretty much championship-level defense that they have. Um, and, I mean, I think Everton's Everton, so people are going to kind of assume that they'll be all right, but I, I really do think that they're still in danger. And if Super Frank can't right the ship and, and keep all the boys on side in the locker room, then this is going to be another relegation dogfight year. Fifteenth, uh, I have not enforced. Um, I think people are pretty quick to write him off. I've actually been seeing a lot... Uh, a lot of places that people are just putting in 20th just because they're a new team or new in recent terms. Um, they have a good squad. I mean, they they may have spent pretty blindly in this window. They had spent, like, hundreds, like, nearly hundreds of millions and on, like, 15 different players. That's what Fulham did last time when they got relegated. But this is a Premier League quality team now, I think. I think those memes of Jesse Lingard, uh, I think they're overplayed because... Yeah, he. I mean, he was definitely overpaid. He he. Uh, he's making what two hundred fifty million now. Uh, sorry, two hundred fifty thousand a week. Um, but he, I mean, he's gonna ball out. I'm sorry, he just is. This is a perfect match for him. I think. Um, he's he's great with, as a big fish in a little pond, and I think he's gonna thrive there. Um, I think the front three of their new signing Awani, uh, Brendan Johnson, and Lingard is gonna do very well. Uh, I agree with you on that, and that's why next I have Leeds United. <laughs> um, Leeds United, I think, is a team that um, will be just kind of like nose above that relegation battle. You know what I mean? Like just barely above it. Um, a team that that, like you said earlier, is still close to the relegation zone, still not performing amazingly uh but i i do think that that them bringing in brandon aronson and tyler adams is going to bolster the team tyler adams is a really 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 well like disciplined and hard-working uh number six holding midfielder um and you need one of those in a relegation battle and somebody like that can really bring a lot of change to a team so i think that um not just for him alone but a lot credit to tyler adams i believe that they'll be a few points safe the relegation zone in 15th uh 14th i have everton um i think they haven't done too much in the window um james tarkowski could be a big signing i think just like i said about ben me i'm not sure 
how he'll do outside of a Sean Dyche system. Um, we just have to wait to see that. I'm not saying he won't do well. Maybe he will. Um, they have some exciting attackers, Damari Gray, Anthony Gordon, like you said. Um, but they're still a pretty un- underwhelming squad. I mean, they, it should be enough to stay up um, relatively comf- uh, comfortably, not probably mid-table, but I think in the 14th, 15th range makes sense. Um, I think they may keep it close until they kind of pull away at the end with a few big wins. That's kind of what they did this year. Yeah. Uh, I've got Forest 14th for similar reasons to the places that you had them 15th. Um, I think that they are going to carry a lot of momentum through this year. Um, possibly reminiscent of a Brentford or a Sheffield next year might be tough for them, but I think that the vibes around that project are really high. Um, Jesse Lingard is due for a big year. Brennan Johnson is due to just keep improving because uh, that kid is an absolute baller. Uh, he has all the physical gifts needed to be a top, top player. Uh, so for a lot of reasons, I think that Forest fans should feel positive about their squad. Um, I don't know that they're going to go on a Leeds United-type tip where they like place 11th, but I, I, don't, I don't think 14th is an unreasonable prediction for them at all. 13th, I have Brighton. Um, I, think they'll, I think they'll dip a little bit from last year. I, I think it'll just come back to earth. I, I don't think their squad is, is as good as the teams above them, um, so it's impressive how well they did last year. But I think they'll just come back to earth, and I don't think it won't be. It'll be enough to be in a relegation scrap. I think they're better than that. But they lost Basuma. They again, they don't really have the same quality as the teams above them. I'm interested to see how uh, their new signing Mundav from uh, from Belgium uh, plays because he he had 38 goal contributions last season um, in Belgium. So if he can replace Mope and Welbeck, well, I'm not sure how those players integrate in the squad, but. Um, we'll see what happens there, but I think 13th is right for them. Yeah, Undav is the reason that I have Brentford a little higher than this, or Brighton a little higher than this, because I've been calling for them to get a better attacker than Mope. Um, 13th, I have Ashton Villa. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think Stevie G brought in a lot of great signings in January and kind of failed to put the pieces together. Um, certainly plenty of people will say, with a whole summer ahead of him, he can really kind of mold the team into what he wants, and that that's probably true. I'm sure that he'll he'll get a chance to really put his spin on things, um, but I don't know how much further he's really going to be able to propel them. And I just think that 13th is kind of where they're gonna they're gonna live. Fair enough. Um, I think that's a bad prediction again, but uh, 12th place, I'm gonna go West Ham. Um, I, I don't think they've gotten worse this year. Um, I just think a lot of other teams have improved. Um, I mean, I, there's loads of attacking talent there. There's Jared Bowen, Saeed Benrama, Pablo Fornals, Manuel Lenzini, Michel Antonio. I know you're not high on Antonio. Um, He's not good, dude. Gianluca Scamacca, they just signed. I'm not sure how he'll fit. I'm, I don't know if he's cut out for the Prem. Declan Rice is still there, of course. Defensively, I'm not a big fan. I don't think their center backs are so great. They did sign uh, one player. Oh, uh, Aguerd from uh, Ren, I believe. Um, their full backs are kind of aged and better going forward than defensively. So I think they might be upwards to like 60 goals for and against, like a really just high goal total. Um, I think they'll fall a little bit just because of the teams above them. Uh, so 12th, I have Wolves for very similar reasons. Um, I think it is a team that 
maybe slightly overperformed this past year. A really strongly defensive-minded team, very stout, um, not apt to concede many goals. Um, and so for that reason, uh, I, I do think that they'll kind of stay in that mid-table. I don't think they're going to fall to the degree that, that maybe um, some other clubs will. But uh, I do think that they're going to kind of stay in that mid-table area because the team's in that little, like, higher, close to challenging for a conference league, Europa League area, have been bolstering their squads and getting a lot stronger. So there's not really much space for a team like Wolves anymore. Um, 11th, I have Newcastle. Um, I think people, oh, people dude, just assume... no, you're underestimating them. Listen, I mean, I think people are just assuming because they have this takeover, they're just going to zoom to the top right away. I mean, once it happened, yeah, they had this, they had this really great run, but I think that was just another adrenaline boost. Uh, and I think it'll come back to earth, at least for now, because they haven't really signed very much. They signed Bruno Gamares when that happened, and he turned them around. Um, what else did they signed? Dan Byrne. And then this year they've signed uh, Nick Pope in goal. That's good. Um, they have Sven Bodman. That's going to be very helpful. It's going to help their pretty poor defense. But there's still not that much quality around the squad. It's still, it's still a lot of the players that they had beforehand. Some of them stepped up last year, but I don't think it's going to be enough to, to really improve on last year yet, at least. I think they can rely on Colin Wilson and notch 12-plus goals. Um, that's if he stays healthy because he hasn't been healthy for a little while. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be another 11th place. Nonsense. Uh, so 11th, I have West Ham United. West Ham United are a team that um, do possess a lot of quality, had a, a, an exciting run in the Europa League this past season, and are a little burnt out now. Um, I, I don't know, they've been overperforming pretty hard over the last two seasons or so. So, I mean, I do think they're, they're due for a lull. I, I think there's enough quality in the squad to keep them from dipping any like lower than the 11th, 12th area but I think that's kind of where they belong for this upcoming year, uh, just given the way that the project's moving. Um, and I think that they may find that in the next couple of years, they may want to shuffle managers, not saying that David Moyes isn't good at his job, but just saying that um, if they kind of cool off like I'm expecting them to, they may want a new flavor. Tenth place, this one gets me excited. Um, my second team for the year, and should be everybody's second team for the year, is Crystal Palace. Um, not only do they have the best pit, the, uh, sorry, the best kits, um, which are fire, um, the quality is there. I mean, it's I mean, in the attack they have Wilfred Zaha, Eze, Olise, Ebioe, uh, Mateta, Odson, Edward, uh, and in the back they obviously have Gehi, Mitchell, uh, Yoki Manderson, and now Chris Richards, the American. Um, I mean, I think they're up there for with Arsenal and Chelsea for the best young core in the league, maybe just behind them. Um, with Vieira at the helm as well, it's just front to back a really exciting team. Um, I think they have the widest range, though, of all the teams. I think they could disappoint and finish as low as 15th, but I think they could finish as high as 6th. I think they're good enough. They're, there's so much quality there, so I'm excited. Uh, for the record, my second team for the year is going to be Leeds. There's nothing more charming than Americans scrapping for relegation. Um, <laughs> But the team that I picked to play 10th is Brighton. Uh, we spoke about this, like I said earlier, I had them a little higher. Um, signing, a new stri- signing new attackers to replace um, replace Mope and Welbeck, who haven't really been so good. I mean, and again, it's, it remains to be seen if Undav is really going to be that guy or not. 
but um what we what I do know is that that is at least kind of a signifier that Graham Potter's aware of the fact that his attack just isn't strong enough and he needs somebody to finish off those opportunities so um I do think that's forward momentum with the team he's a really good manager he's kept the team together really well um I'm impressed by their tactics, and I think they're going to continue to perform really strongly in the upcoming season. So I have them 10. Ninth, I have Wolves. Um, I, I just think they're so solid. Um, they have a great defensive structure under Bruno Lage. Uh, top keeper in the league. I, I named him before in my uh, – uh, in Jose Saw, I named him in my team of the year prediction. Um, they were mid-table last year with no attack, pretty much no attack at all. They scored like – I don't know, 40 goals last year, maybe less than that. Um, and they got Pedro Neto back uh, to bolster their squad. I think, I mean, I've been very vocal about how big a fan I am of Pedro Neto. They've still got Pedence. They've still got Raul Jimenez. They've still got Ruben Neves. Um, they've still got Adam Traore. They got him back, by the way. Um, and your favorite player, uh, Huang. Um <laughs> Uh, and they have some young talent. They got eight Nori, Gibbs White, and again NATO. I think it's just a very solid squad, so ninth place. Huang is gonna score three goals this year. Get out of if here. that. I think I put him for two on the prediction. Um nonsense. He's terrible. <laughs> um Ninth I have Crystal Palace. I'm gonna echo pretty much everything you said about them placing tenth. I, th- I thought that was a pretty apt uh like kind of prediction for them. Uh they're a really, really, really exciting team to watch. Um they're not my second team because Leeds are my second team, but Palace is a team that I like a lot, um, a team that I'm kind of nervous about playing on the first day of the season, uh, and a team who I think that under Patrick Vieira could be really dangerous for a lot of sides that uh, may underestimate them. Um, Wilfred Zaha I've been a fan of for his whole career, and um, I do think Chris Richards is a really excellent player. Uh, I think it's kind of his time to solidify himself as one of, the, one of the guys for the U.S. men's national team. Um, and if he can perform really well uh, for Palace, then that kind of shores up some of that center-back question that we may have. Um, so I'm really hopeful. I'm really positive about Crystal Palace. And, yeah, I'm just really excited to watch them play, but not against Arsenal. Fingers crossed. Um, eighth, I have Aston Villa. I think there's just really no significant weaknesses in their squad anymore. I mean, in goal, they have Emmy Martinez. Fullbacks, Dina and Cash, big fans of them. Centerbacks, uh, Tyrone Mings, they just signed Diego Carlos from Sevilla. Um, Ezri Consa covered them. Midfield is unbelievable, I think. They have Captain John McGinn, recently named Captain. Uh, Douglas Louise, big fan. Jacob Ramsey, big fan. And Bubakar Kamara rotating in there, who I named as my one to watch. And then in the attack, they have Coutinho, Buendia, Watkins, uh, with backups like uh, Leon Bailey, Bertrand Traore, Danny Ings, um, and then their depth pieces. They have very good, like, kind of Swiss Army kind of guys, like Calvin Chambers, Marvelous Nakamba, Ludwig Augustinson. Um, and, and yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about Rodgers. I'm not sure how we can handle that, but it is just such a good squad. Not Rodgers. Um, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Gerrard. <laughs> I, that's another very similar question with Lester. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just a really good squad, um, and I think it's going to be good enough to be top eight, maybe top seven. So I agree that there's a similar question to be asked with Leicester, which is why I have them eighth. Um, I They're a really good team. They have been for a number of years now. Um, and I'm not 
I don't want to underestimate them, but they have they underperformed this past year, and I think that there's not really going to be a lot of space for them this upcoming year. Um, there's big rebuilds going on at United, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Tottenham right now, and all four of those teams are, are building momentum into this upcoming season. Um, some of them maybe not quite as much as others, but they're all building momentum. And uh, I do think that for that reason, Leicester will kind of get boxed out of those opportunities to, you know, possibly make a Champions League spot or a Europa League spot. It's going to be tricky. Um, I think that they're going to maintain their quality above the levels of, the, of most of the others, but below the, the seven other teams I picked to, to place ahead of them. So seventh, uh, I actually have United um, just being edged out. Yep. You hero. <laughs> you absolute uh, hero. I think they're actually going to improve from last season despite their lower finish. It's just more competition this year, I think. Um, it'll still be a step in the right direction. They'll fight for top four and kind of fall off in the end. I think Ten Hag will really utilize his attack. He'll probably be a very high-scoring team and probably high-conceding team as well. I'm, I'm a little confused defensively because I, I don't think De Gea is very good. I don't know what they still see in him or what the fans still see in him. I don't know about Lissandra Martinez. Will he play center back or left back? Uh, I think Lindelof should be playing center back, so maybe Martinez overtakes Shaw at left back. In the midfield, I'm also kind of confused because with Erickson and Bruno Fernandes, that's that's two tens, and they don't really have a six. So I'm not sure if one gets benched or if Erickson moves to the eight. I'm not exactly sure what happens there. Um, I think Van de Beek still needs a, needs some run because he's I think destined to break out. Um, I think Sancho and Rashford are bound to improve a little bit in my opinion. Uh, look out for Anthony Alanga as well, but I think seventh is right for them. I think they're still in the rebuild room. Yeah, seventh I have Newcastle. Um, Newcastle were really dangerous this past season, especially towards the end. Um, I hear what you're saying about like them just being on the money thing, but I, I think that's kind of Eddie Howe erasure because he did such a phenomenal job with that team this past season. Um, I believe that he, I, they're going slow with it, but they do need to kind of pick out those stepping stone players to get the team to the place where they can sign. Um, your Sergio Aguero's um, to the squad, but right now they have to be patient. Uh, and I think signing talented young players like Sven Botman um, and Bruno Gamarsh is exactly what they need to do. Um, so I feel good about the project. I feel like they're being smart about it, but I also feel like... Um, I also get the sense that they are ready to compete. And they did it this past year, and I mean that finish of the season was done pretty much to prove a point. And I don't know that they won't carry that momentum through, especially given I mean they they placed if you take only the second half of the season they had the third highest points total. That's not something that you're gonna. I don't know. That's not something that just goes away. So for Newcastle, they're a team that I'm pretty scared of. Fair enough. Uh, sixth place, I have Leicester just edging out United, maybe on the last day. Um, I think people sleep on them after one bad season. They finished eighth, but they were they were a game away from the Champions League two years in a row. They choked it away both times, to be fair. But they've been a Champions League quality side those 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 few years, and they had a disappointing year last year. But I think a lot of it was was with Fafana uh, out for the year. Right when he came back, they ended the season very well. Um, I still think they have a better squad than United. Um, I think defensively they're much improved with Fofana. I think he changes everything, and he's in my team of the season for a reason. Um, I think the attack will continue to thrive, as it always does. 
I think DACA will break out even if Vardy dips a little bit. I think just for playing time, maybe maybe injuries. Um, Tielemann seems like he's staying if Arsenal don't don't still go after him. Um, we'll see what Brendan Rodgers can do, but I think it'll be good enough for a top six finish. Um, sixth, I have something that that is a little bit maybe controversial. Um, but I picked Chelsea to fall to fall three places here. Um, I think they're going to struggle. Um, Tuchel's already admitted in interviews that they're not going to be prepared for the first week of the season. Uh, they're going to be slow out of the gates. Um, this prediction might end up looking a little too high for them going into maybe week five or week ten. But I do think they'll bring it together and, and end up edging the likes of Leicester and Newcastle um, by a few points. Um, it's going to be tight. It is going to be tight. Um, like I said, they, they are a team that's rebuilding, and they have good momentum about the club. Uh, signings like Kalidou Koulibaly will bring quality to the team that will help them from falling kind of apart, reminiscent of like Arsenal dropping all the way to 13th or 16th or whatever we did two years ago. Um, but I do think that, that, that Chelsea will struggle more than United or some of the other teams that are trying to put all back together right now. So I have them fifth. I have Chelsea fifth. And I'm going to go quick here because I don't have that much time and we're going to actually make an, we, we already made an episode about this, but um, uh, it's not looking very promising for them. Uh, they ended the season pretty poorly last year. They've had a bad preseason. The manager said they're in disarray. Many players aren't in it mentally. I think a lot... I think it's a lot of great players that just don't really know their role, uh, don't know how much they'll play or where they're playing. They don't really have a striker. They haven't signed the players they wanted, although they're going after a few players I really hope they don't get, like Kukurea and Fofana. Um, the good news is, uh, I mean, Koulibaly, it will be a perfect fit for the Prem. I think that's a great signing, even though he's on the wrong side of 30. Despite my thoughts on Sterling, I'm not a huge fan. He's, he is still quality. Um, I think they'll compete for top four, uh, maybe until the final day. Um, but based on recent history, I think Chelsea will either shock everybody and win the league like they tend to do when they're doubted heavily, or they'll miss the top four altogether. And for me, it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's definitely the section of the second of those two options. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sterling's going to be <laughs> dangerous. Uh, so fifth, I have United. Uh, I have them just a touch ahead of Chelsea. Um, not for any particular, like reason that I think that they're a lot better than Chelsea. I actually have them estimated both to be about the same point total, but I do think United will, will nick it by one or two. Um, Christian Eriksen is a really fantastic signing for them. He is a really, really high-quality player. Um, he's going to force Bruno Fernandes to play better. Uh, we just did a goals and assists thing where I predicted Fernandes to have an absolutely terrible year, and I still don't think I'm wrong with that, but I think that he's going to be motivation for all the young players in that team. Um Someone like uh, Anthony Martial, uh, who's kind of gone a little bit wayward over the last few years, maybe brought back into the fold in this project. Um, Ten Hag is, despite my low ranking, um, a good, a good manager. He hasn't managed large egos, so I'm still nervous about that, which is why I have them fifth and not in the top four, because I don't think they're going to see much improvement from their performance last season. But I think that. They're going to do a little bit better than Chelsea just based off the fact that they signed Ericsson and that was a really, really smart move. Despite you you having him 17th in the managers? Um, <laughs> uh, it, uh, just I, Christian Ericsson, man. He's, um, he's a baller. Yeah. 
Um, fourth place out of Arsenal. Uh, they had a great run to end the season. Uh, that's, I mean, not really the last few games, but before that, they had like four wins on the bounce. Um, they had a fantastic preseason. No real weaknesses left in the squad. It's been a great transfer window. Only really injuries can hurt them now, but even in terms of depth, I mean, they've made five signings. Um, they've certainly addressed the depth issue very well. Arteta has the team steered in the right direction. Um, I think Gabriel Jesus is gonna, as a Jew, may, may make me start going to church, um, considering how well he's playing so far. So I think I think third to fifth is the range for Arsenal this year. Yeah, I'm, I I agree with that, which is why I have Tottenham fourth. Um, yes, now. Tottenham fourth is not really something I could deny myself in these predictions. Uh, I do think I'm correct. I'm not saying that I couldn't deny it just because I wanted to put Tottenham fourth. I, I think they will place fourth. Um, another group is building a fantastic amount of momentum. Antonio Conte, really good manager. Um, they've made some good signings um, with Perisic and Basuma especially. Um, and... I just don't know. I, you know, I just don't know. Um, Tottenham are looking pretty dangerous, but I think that, like, overall, the three teams that I have ahead of them just have a little bit more quality, um, probably have a little bit more time with their manager, which, uh, I mean, again, I don't know how much, like, forming de- like connections with your players and building a project influences short-term success like Conte saw with this side. It's probably a different, I, I believe that it is a different skill. So the type of project that Arteta is building takes time, it takes patience. Um, and, but it's going to be longer term, it's gonna be a healthier environment for the younger players that are involved in that project. And it will, it will have some staying power over what Conte is doing. So I, I, I don't know, I think Conte is a winner. He is, values short-term success and that may damage the the sustainability of the Tottenham project over the course of the whole season. Third, I actually have a surprise in Liverpool. Um, I think I actually think they're either going to win the league or they're going to finish third. I don't see them finishing second, uh, specifically because I don't see a City Liverpool top two or one and two again. Uh, I just I think it's bound to be switched up this year. I think that's. Just based on a lot of averages, it's probably what's going to happen. Um, I think they could definitely win the league, but it all it rides on, in my opinion, four different factors. Um, first is Darwin Nunez adjusting to the Prem. So far in preseason, he's looked fantastic. Um, I'm not sure how well he'll do throughout the course of the season. So far, he's been better than Holland. I mean, we'll see how that actually pans out. Um, second, I have how well Luis Diaz can fill Mane's shoes because it might be a different uh, type of type of style, but he's going to have to do similar things that Mane did. Um, so we'll see how that does. Third, I have the midfield functioning because it had a little bit of an issue last year, there were a little bit of injury issues. Not sure how Henderson will keep up this year. Um, and then finally, is Van Dijk staying healthy? That's everything, because two years ago he got hurt in that dismantled Liverpool. If he can stay healthy this year, they can definitely be in the title race. Um, yeah, I I have Arsenal third. Um, I'm really, really excited about, about the prospects. Uh, 
of this team. I think we've won the transfer window. I really do. I think I don't know that any team has had as, as high quality of a transfer window as us. We've addressed exactly the weaknesses that we had in the team. We've shored up in important areas. And now we have a squad that's deep enough to handle a European and English campaign at the same time. Um, I feel really, really positive about the quality in the team, the fact that the young players are going to get the support from some more experienced players in Gabriel Jesus and Alexander Zinchenko. Um, and we're just going to keep pushing forward. And I I don't know. I, I can't say enough about, about the team. There were a few rumors of some players that, that may have been bought out of the team. You know, people were saying Juventus wanted Gabriel. Um, but there's never really been any credible anything saying that any of the core players in our project are willing to leave. So I, I feel like that, that tells you the attitudes that people have. They believe in, in the project. They believe in Arteta. He's the reason that, that players are sticking around. And um, I don't care if it makes me sound like a delusional Arsenal fan. I think we're getting third this year. I can see it. Um, second, I only have two minutes for this. Uh, I have Spurs. Um, don't worry, I'm not putting them first. Um, yeah, I, I see what you mean about Conte being a short-term manager. I completely agree. Um, but that means that I think they're going to have a great season this year. Uh, I'm worried about what they can do because his first full season, he has his players. I think Ivan Perisic is going to be the perfect player for his system going forward as that uh, kind of left wing back. Um, I think they have a true front three now with Kulisevsky in the mix. Um, I have a weird feeling that they're going to draw a ton of games, only lose a few, but that's probably going to separate them uh, with with City. Um, they're good signings, Perisic, Basuma, uh, Jed, Jed Spence and then Forster. I mean, that's a backup keeper or whatever. Uh, they're bad signings. I'm just not a big fan of Richarlison or Longley. So, there you go. Yeah, Richarlison sucks, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking forward to him watching him flop for Tottenham. I am. I'm going to enjoy it. Even, <laughs> even, I mean, like, flop around on the ground. Um, oh, okay. I enjoyed it. Not at all when he went to Ever- when he was playing for Everton, so I'm going to enjoy it less when he's wearing white. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, I got second. Um, I th- I think we all agree they're due for less of a good year than the last few years. I still think they're going to get second, but I do think it'll be about a 10-point gap between them and Man City. Uh, I think they're going to struggle. Uh, not struggle significantly, because I think they brought in some really good players. Uh, they may... I think they will make another really deep run in the Champions League, and that may be the focus now, because they have a reckoning in that given how many times they've lost to Real Madrid in that final. Um, so I, I bet that they attack the Champions League with some vengeance this year. Um, and for that reason, their Premier League campaign may suffer just a touch, but they'll still play second ahead of Arsenal. 70 seconds to talk about my first place, which you already know is Manchester City. Um, I, I mean, I really want it to be somebody else, but I don't want that to be Spurs. So really the only other option is Liverpool. And again, I said I had them third. Um, they did lose. De- I mean, I could definitely see them not winning the league. They lost depth this year. They, I think a lot of it depends on Erling Holland's health because, I mean, a he, you know, he hasn't he struggled a little bit in the in the Community Shield. But um, if he doesn't stay healthy, they don't have many options up front anymore. They may have to revert back to a false nine because okay, they have Julian Alvarez who might be a winger, might be a striker. Um, they have Grealish, they have Mares, and they have Foden. What else do they have as winners? Maybe Bernardo Silva, you can count that. But for attacking players, there isn't that much compared to what they used to have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think depth could be an issue for them. 
but again, they, they have the best squad in the league. Um, it should always be good enough. They have Pep Guardiola at the helm. So I think they're going to have a very comfortable title this year, maybe a 15-point gap, assuming everything goes to plan. Yeah, um, I'm going to spend my 70 seconds saying positive things about the team that I picked to place first. Um, <laughs> I think Erling right. Holland was an incredible signing. Uh, I don't know about Calvin Phillips, but I don't know that they need him. Um, that team is still really deep. They did lose Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko and Sterling, who were all good players. But um, they're really good, and Pep seems to make these players come good under him. I think that we'll see a resurgence of Jack Grealish to a degree. Um, I, I'm not convinced by Mares, but I, I don't know. I don't know that any player in the City team is particularly like necessary, and that's the idea behind it. So I do think that losing a little depth is okay. They still have a month left in this transfer window. Um, and I just don't know what to expect from them other than complete and utter domination because they are a team of absolute footballing robots. So that's all I have to say about that. First place for Man City, Holland Golden Boot. Nope, Kane Golden Boot, but Holland will score a bunch of goals. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Josh on the clock. That's it. Thank you very much. Um, and that concludes our Premier League table predictions. Um, we used the chess clock again quite effectively to keep this from being an unlistenable length. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, and uh, for those of you that we're going to see at the bar later, we look forward to seeing your smiling faces. <laughs> for those of you that watch the game at home, enjoy. Uh, come on, you gunners. <laughs>